to episode 42 of the Counties of England podcast. In this week's episode, we will be covering the county home to the Rygate Bunker, the county where the first streetlights were built, and the county home to the Swan Upping Ceremony. This week, we will be covering the county of Surrey. Surrey is a county located in the southeast of England. It is bordered by six counties, Kent to the east, East Sussex to the southeast, West Sussex to the south, Hampshire to the west, Berkshire to the northwest, and Greater London to the north. Surrey has a population of 1,189,934, which puts it as the 12th largest county when ranked against the others in terms of this statistic. In terms of area, it is the 14th smallest county, and so in terms of population density, it houses 1,853 people per square mile, putting it as the 12th largest county in terms of this statistic. It is split into 11 districts, Spellthorne, Runnymede, Surrey Heath, Woking, Elmbridge, Guildford, Waverley, Mole Valley, Epsom and Ewell, Rygate and Banstead and Tandridge. The county town is Guildford, however the largest town is Woking. The median salary in Surrey is £34,927, which puts it above the UK average of £31,500. The unemployment rate is 3.16%, which puts it well below the UK average of 4.8%, and the average house price, according to Zoopla estimates, is £613,136, which puts it at almost double the English average of around £330,000. Using this information, you can tell a lot about the demographics and wealth of Surrey. Surrey is divided up into 11 different parliamentary constituencies, and every single one of them is represented by a Conservative MP. There are a few notable MPs in this, in this county, and these are Michael Gove, the current Housing Secretary and a politician who has held uh, many other roles within the Cabinet in the past, Jeremy Hunt, the former Health Secretary from 2012 to 2018, and Dominic Raab, the current Justice Secretary, and he's also held numerous roles within the Cabinet in the past. Rygate is a town in Surrey, and it is known for having or being the host of a World War II bunker, or a bunker that was used in World War II, and this is a description of it. It's got two rooms and a kitchen range, but we haven't the faintest idea of, of what purpose it once served, says Mark Russell, a National Trust Ranger for the area. It's been conjectured, and it may have been some sort of observation post in World War II, but the spot in which it stands is known as the Beaches, and although mo most of those trees came down in the Great Storm of 1987, they would have been large even in the 1940s. Another theory is that it could have been used to store ammunition, but in amongst a tangle of vegetation and decaying logs, Mark points out two cutter, cut copper wires that look like they could have once been run down the side of the hill. Indeed, easily, the most intriguing suggestion is that the building may have been a radio communication station linked to secret tunnels in the hillside below. It is a little-known fact that back in the 1940s, the headquarters of General Montgomery's Southeast Command was based in caves deep inside the chalk slopes of Rygate Hill. These tunnels and offices 
have long since been blocked up, but could this odd-looking structure in some way be linked to the subterranean air of one of our greatest wartime heroes? Was it a social retreat for military personnel working for Montgomery? Did Montgomery himself ever step inside? Who knows? And there's lots of unanswered questions about this, and I actually find this sort of stuff quite interesting. I'm not sure about you, but... Um, and another place in Surrey of interest is um, Godalming, the town. In 1881, it became the first town in the world to have electric street light lighting, and although the project proved short-lived, uh, the electricity outages that can blight the area today are not new, and although the town broke new ground in the late 19th century, it was subsequently left powerless for 20 years. In 1881, Godalming was, according to the records at the time, the first time in the first town in the United Kingdom where the authorities decided to rely altogether on electricity for lighting the public streets. Many townsmen thought this to be a risky experiment, but visionaries who ruled the roost in Godalming in those days were prepared to take that risk. In May 1916, the world's first ever two-minute silence took place in Castle Street in Farnham, in remembrance of the injured and the dead and those who were fighting in the First World War at the time, bearing in mind this is 1916, so it was two years into the First World War and two years from the end of the First World War. The town marked 100 years since the event in May 2016, with music, commemoration and a May Day community fair. And I'm sure that all of you uh, listening to the episode know what the um, the minutes or the two minutes silence is for. And the first ever recorded match of baseball took place at the site of the current home of Walton Cricket Club on September the nineteenth, seventeen forty nine. It featured Frederick, son of George the Second, the Prince of Wales, and his friend Charles Sackville, the Earl of Middlesex. The game was mentioned in the Whitehall Evening Post at the time, which referenced the extreme bad weather. To mark the historic match, the club was represented with a blue plaque uh, recently, and there are even plans to raise money for a commemorative statue. In the third week of July each year, the River Thames witnesses the ancient ceremony of Swan Upping, the annual census of the swan population for the Queen. And I'm sure if you if you are from England, you will know that the Queen, or every swan in the UK legally belongs to the Queen. Uh, this ceremony has been going on since the 15th century, and when Elizabeth attended the ceremony in 2009, it was the first time a monarch had been to the ceremony for over 350 years. And this clip will explain a little bit more about the ceremony. In the United Kingdom, you may eat ducks, chickens, geese, and nah, not these. They all belong to the Queen. Well, all swans in the United Kingdom can belong to the Queen, but she mainly exercises this right on the River Thames. Of course, sorry. My name's David Barber and I look after the swans wherever the Queen exercises her royal prerogative right. 
It's not a full-time job, although sometimes it feels like a full-time job. Every year, Mr Barbara runs a census of the swans for Her Majesty, a bit like an annual checkup. This is called Swan Upping, and he does it with a whole crew, like this guy, this guy, and this guy. Swan Upping has taken place since the 12th century, where swans in those days were actually a very, very important food. Of course, today, swans are a protected species and no longer eaten. We travel in six traditional rowing skiffs from Sunbury on Thames all the way up to Abingdon, and it's about a 79-mile journey. What do we say when we see a swan? Oh. All up, all up. Each family of swans we come across, we will circle the skiffs around them, we will tie the wings in their legs, we will take them ashore, we will weigh them, measure them, and check them for any injuries. After we've done that, we will put a ring on them and we will release them back into the river. So if these are the queen swans, where is Her Majesty for all of this? She did come swan up in a few years ago and hopefully she enjoyed it. She seemed to enjoy it, but I can't answer for the queen anyway. I love swans, a royal bird. People here in the United Kingdom, they love them. And you know, I want to make sure that they survive for the future. The Magna Carta, which I mentioned before in the Herefordshire episode, was a document signed in June 1215, which gave more power to the people and reduced the monarch's power. Um, and I bet you didn't know that it was signed in Surrey, in Runnymede, when King John met with a group of rebel barons. And Runnymede is, of course, in Surrey. And so I think that's quite interesting, quite a significant moment in British history happened in Surrey. And the flag of Surrey was registered with the Flag Institute on the 11th of September 2014. The design is simply blue and yellow checkered flag and is derived from the coat of arms of William de Warren, the first Earl of Surrey. Facts about Surrey include... The fact that Surrey is officially England's most densely wooded county, with more than one-fifth of its land area being covered by trees. Uh, the fact that it is home to one of England's largest vineyards, Denby's Wine Estate in Dorking, as well as a host of smaller vineyards. Um, it was an area originally attached to the kingdom of the Middle Saxons, slash Middlesex, and the name Surrey itself derives from the southern region. Guildford is named after a ford of golden sand just south of the town. It was dredged in 1760 when the river was deepened to make it navigable for barges up as far as Godalming. Originally a collection of houses, inns and shops for the civilian relatives and tradesmen who served the Royal Military College at Sandhurst, Camberley was once named Cambridge Town after the Duke of Cambridge. Local authorities eventually renamed it, however, after tiring of confusion with the university town. And Bagshot Heath was once reputedly the most dangerous place in England, all because of the activities of a particularly cool, violent and careful highwayman called the Golden Farmer, who operated there from about 1647 to 1689. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode, and as ever, I really hope that you enjoyed it. 
Next week's episode will be on Tyne and Weir, so stay tuned for that on the 23rd of October. Have a good week until then, and I will talk to you again next Saturday. Thank you.